Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. whisper because I'm like in awe. Do you think we're not supposed to be here? I do. I think we're not supposed to be here. I know. Sometimes we feel like we are places where we're going, oh, geez, you know, we're going to get kicked out the minute somebody knows we're here (laughs) (laughs) because we are on the 18th floor in downtown Chicago inside the WGN radio studios. In the Skyline studio, no less. Of course, when you look outside... We see fog. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> but of it's star- fog. It's starting to dissipate, so we might be able to see some more of the beautiful, uh, what is that, Riverwalk? Yeah, the, river the Riverwalk, walk? yeah. This this is probably going to go down in history oh. as one of the most special Life's 3x5's podcast episodes on location. Because, for me, anyway. Well, <laughs> this is like going to the Super Bowl uh, for me because I've listened to this radio station forever. And let's give you a little bit of a background as to even why we're here. Yes, because we have a adjacent project that is called the Storyteller Studio. Mm-hmm. And because of the radio station that Liz and I worked for, WROK and WZOK, the AM is going to be 100 years in 2023. So we decided let's capture the audio history of all these people that we know. It'd be a really, really good excuse to get back together with these people. Right. And so we started that. And have a little history, too, to find out where it started, how they started, where it all went, how their lives have changed, or how they got started with ROKZOK, where Mm -hmm. they've gone from there, if they're back, you know, the whole thing. And we have learned a ton. I I have. We thought we knew these people. Mm. No. There's a lot more to these people than uh, that's on the surface. The reason that we're here at WGN is Lisa Dent, who was on WZOK, like from 82 to 87. Yes. She was on our list. And I contacted her and I said, Lisa, I know you just started doing afternoons, January 1 on WGN. You got a lot going on. You're building a house. I said, you know, you're a Rockford native. You could come to the Edgebrook Storyteller Studio Mm -hmm. and see all the memorabilia that we have. Mm -hmm. Or we could come to you, whatever that means. It, and however it works for her around her schedule, because yeah. she's the one that is full time now yeah, on yeah. WGN yeah. Radio 720. Yeah. And I also said, honestly, if you just want to tell some stories and send us the file and phone it in, that would be completely fine. We understand that. She says, I think you need to come to Chicago. We're like, OK. <laughs> so I almost wet my pants right <laughs> after that. You know, you don't want to look like too much of a little 12 year old first time going to Wrigley Field. But yeah, felt that way. That was me. Yeah. Oh my God, that was me yeah. today. Oh, yeah. so we so we walk in here, and Lisa got stuck in traffic a little bit, and she's waiting for us in the lobby, 18 floors down, and of course we're not there, and we're not there, and she's going, hmm. So she called up here to one of the people. Says, "Yeah, they're already up here in the green room." She goes, "How did they get up there?" <laughs> well, you know, we're radio people. We just sort of talk our way into stuff. We ran into Ernie, who's a production guy. Oh, man, he's the best. Oh, man. Talk about take us under his wing conversational-wise. It was so much fun. And then we ended up doing the Storyteller Studio episode with Lisa 
in the Skyline studio, the main studio where you've got like five or six chairs sitting around when they bring in weather guests. and sports and guests and yeah. traffic and everybody that, you know, the morning show and the afternoon show really, really takes advantage of. So Lisa says, well, before we get going on this, let me give you a tour. WGN TV <laughs> is here. They are doing a big special because WGN's 100th anniversary is this year. Is this year. Yeah. So they're doing all that, so we had to avoid some areas. So here we go, back around the back in this hallway, and who's walking down the hall opposite us is Bob Surratt. Well, I know what Bob Surratt looks like, so I said, hey, Bob, how you doing? And I just, I couldn't help but stop him and shake his hand because I go, you know what, this will never happen again. <laughs> Ever, and so I'm we like, talked. Who we is talk, that, Tim? Yeah, we talked a little bit, and of course, you know, the minute I say, "Hey, I've been listening to you since 1975 when he was on WLS," of course, the phrases of "Oh God, that doesn't make you feel too uh -huh, old, does it?" Right. But the idea that I can now still listen to him in Chicago radio this many years later—that's a huge compliment to him. Mm -hmm. And his voice has not changed; he's still no. smooth no, as glass. It is. Lisa, yeah, I've said it before. I'm so blessed to know you. And if you want a new girlfriend, a new best friend, right here. <laughs> Liz wants to be number one with a bullet. That's what she wants to be on your on your hit list. That's that's sort of I'm how that rising, works. get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's funny that she said her goal was always to be here at WGN. Always to be here. That's when she first started. She wanted to be in rock or in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking when she was saying that, I thought, yeah, that was a goal of mine. I wanted to be in Chicago. I didn't have a specific station because living in Hannibal, we didn't, I wasn't that close to Chicago. You know, mm -hmm. we were in St. Louis. So I listened to KC a lot too and okay, KMOX. Yes. You know, but we didn't have, I could hear WGN, I could hear um, WBBM, WLS yeah. for sure. Yeah. But all I knew is that I wanted to be one of the top female voices in a number one, two, or three market. So you wanted to so, follow, like, Yvonne Daniels. I wanted to be one of the top female wow. DJs, top female voices, yeah. Wow. So, hey, I do have uh, a toast before oh, we yes. get carried away here. Let's do it. Here's to longtime friendships held together by a single thread. Mm. But that thread is as strong as a spider web. Oh, there you for go. sure. Cheers. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And that is so fitting. Mm -hmm. with what we're doing today. here today mm -hmm. and honestly i i think it's been easily 30 years since i've seen lisa face to face and it certainly didn't feel that way mm -mm. no she's just a wonderful person yeah so. it didn't feel that way and boy we just we just went crazy with our stories and i just love the fact that no matter where she's been you know she got a huge award a cma award mm -hmm. a national huge award and she's just down to earth just like somebody else has got a huge award. Did you see? Oh, Did you watch the Grammys? Yes. Our oh. own Emily Bear. Yeah, along with Abigail Barlow. Abigail, yep. They were both the, the producers and the creators of the unofficial the Bridgerton musical, which yes. I am obsessed with. When they saw that TV show, and we knew this it maybe, was a Netflix. maybe a year ago, mm -hmm. when they saw that, they instantly, I don't know exactly how they know each other to begin with. but They, they were doing a project. Were she they? said they were, there was another, they were together on another project. Oh, first. I didn't know that. They instantly said, this belongs on stage. This belongs yeah. on a musical format. So they started doing this brewing on uh -huh. TikTok. Yep. And doing it live, you know, yeah, like, they were oh, doing it live. Let's see. Yes. What does it sound like? D -d 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 -d. Yeah. yeah, and they were creating and then they finished it and they, they were nominated and they won a Grammy. 
So yay, it's congratulations, crazy. Emily and Abigail. We're so proud of you. I have an Emily Bear story. Oh, okay. The the first time that I saw her perform. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's not very old, is she? No, she's like 21, 22, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. She was probably 12. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was 12 noon on a Sunday at On the Waterfront Festival. Oh. Well, you know, 12 noon on a Sunday is the lowest of any of the performers. Those mm. are the rookies. Those are the people that, okay, we'll give you a chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's this little bitty pint-sized girl, and she <laughs> gets up on stage behind this gigantic piano and, of course, they introduce her and everything. And she's maybe 30 seconds into a song. And mm-hmm. we're all going, whoa, holy. She can play. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, we're in downtown Rockford. Uh-huh. So all of the church bells go off <laughs> at noon and completely drowned her out. Well, her mother was freaking out oh because my. you can't control it. Yeah. And so finally she rushed up on the stage because, you know, Emily was just keep going. She didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And she says, just just sit here just a minute. Let it run its course. And, of course, we were fine with that. Yeah. And then she started back up again, and people just went nuts. Yeah, yeah. They She's just, phenomenal. Yeah. Her little fingers were flying. You know, the first time I saw Emily perform was actually at Francesco's. Um, oh, my. She was in the middle. You know, they had the piano right in the middle of that room yes. down there. And yeah. she was there with somebody else, and I don't know. But she was just playing a little bit, you know, like dinner music, just playing a little bit. And I thought, oh, my God, she's really good. And then the second time I saw her was at an event at the Anderson Japanese Gardens. Oh, my. And I actually got to see her up close and, and tell her I was so impressed with her. And I am, I, you know, I just think you're wonderful. Yeah. I had another connection because not only did I know her that way, but I knew her through her dad and her brother. Her dad actually is uh, a surgeon, mm-hmm. and he fixed my finger. Oh, was it when the middle finger? It was my middle left finger when I oh. was in a car accident and oh. had a spiral fracture. Oh, I thought it was because it was from overuse. Oh, smart Alec. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I was in a car accident and everybody kept saying, you need to go see Dr. Bear. Go see Dr. Bear. And I'm like, I don't know Dr. Bear. But we called and he got me in. He looked and he goes, so, you know, what do you do? And I said, well, I do voice work. I do voiceover stuff. I, mm-hmm. uh. You know, I'm at the computer. I, I I play the piano. I you know I I work in the garden. He goes, wait, you play the piano? Oh, okay. So I think the fact that I play the piano helped a little bit better with my hand. Oh. <laughs> at least that's my thought. But oh, like therapy, he, sort of. Well, I think it you just keeps you, it going. Yeah. Well, you have to be able to bend it, so I yeah. can now bend it all the way, and yeah. you have to be able to straighten it out and get it. You know, you're hitting octaves and stuff too, yeah. which I can now do. I couldn't do it before, which well, when it was broken, I couldn't obviously. But yeah, it's nice. wonderful. And then he and his son all joined the YMCA rowing team. For the regatta? Well, no, they were learning how to regatta, learning how to regatta, learning how to <laughs> row. And then, of course, the regatta comes. And so I announced the regatta. But yeah. Are you still doing the regatta? I, yeah. Are they asked really? me. And so I, I didn't do it last year because it was my big birthday and I had a big, I already had plans. And then the year before, I think they canceled it. I don't know whether it was weather. I can't remember weather well, or pandemic, pandemic or yeah. whatever. But the, yeah. I think they've only canceled it ever twice. But yeah. So it'll be again this year, October 9th. We went to a CD debut party. Mm. You want to talk about Emily Bear's people doing Mm -hmm. it right. Mm -hmm. And she did sort of a mini concert. Mm -hmm. You know, this is cut number three and so on and so forth. It was a a really good vibe in the room because we're all so happy for what 
she has accomplished. Yeah. And here she is, 21, 22 years old. Their entire yeah. family is wonderful and accomplished, yeah. too. They're just beautiful people. It's really beautiful cool. Beautiful people. Yeah. So proud of you, Emily. Yeah. Proud of you, too, Abigail. Yeah. So now you're officially up to date with anything <laughs> we know uh, with awards-wise. It's You know, it's amazing what people will do for a little hunk of marble and some molded gold know, thing right? screwed into a thing. It's amazing what people do for a little trophy. Uh, and, you know, I mean, really, when you get down to it, the Oscars and the Grammys, it's just, it's sort of a hunk of metal. That's all it is. But, you know, but, it's the honor, and it's its so cool. And I watched it for the first time in, in a number of years. I haven't really watched them in so many years. Don't know why. just got busy or whatever. But mm-hmm. I remember when I was in radio... It was a religious experience. You watched it. I had my notebook there yes. so I could talk yes. about it the next day. And yes. the clothes, that's was, the other thing. I loved the it clothes. Was your, it was your show prep. Exactly. By the way, as we are in one of the studios, in the Skyline studio, mm-hmm. we look ahead of us, and that is where some engineers and some producers are. Mm-hmm. And we look to our right, and that is where Lisa Dent is. And she's doing show prep in the studio, not in her office, in the studio. Well, the studio is her office. Well, I, th- I thought she had a separate office. No, she said, why would I need an office when I have the studio? So oh, the so studio is her office. Oh, she didn't accept another no. office. Oh, interesting. Okay. No. So we are surrounded by glass. Of course, you know, we told you in the beginning of this podcast that we weren't going to be doing episodes from glass boxes. But boy, I'll we tell are. you, this is the exception, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming down to Chicago. You know, I started with WGN. When I was probably seven years old with my transistor radio listening to Cub games because that was my connection. Yeah, because the Cubs were on WGN. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, Jack Brickhouse and Lou Boudreaux and then later Pat Hughes with Ron Sano. Oh, yes, that's when I started listening. Yeah, and we we would go out into our pasture where we had a horse and all the neighbor kids would get together. And we would take all of our transistor radios, because you know the speakers suck. Right, They're right, tiny. right. Yeah. So we would all take our transistor radios, turn them to 720, and then collectively we could hear them. Oh, you know, so you put them all together in volume high. And, as yeah. we play baseball. Right. Oh, you're so, playing too. Yes. Oh. So you sort of feel like you're part of the deal, even gotcha. though they're calling the Cubs game in Wrigley Field. And that's sort of where I started. So. You know, as I got older, I followed with Wally Phillips talking up the commercials and talking out of the commercials as if he wrote the commercial and just knew what he was doing. He would help anybody. The radio station back then, what is your situation? What is your problem? What do you need some assistance with? You know, there was no Google. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. if somebody needed to know something, they called the radio station. Always. And, and then people Always. would just somehow figure it out. Or you'd have another caller, another listener that would say, I know. Mm-hmm. I know the answer to that. I so, know on the FM side, I'd go to the AM side and say, do you guys know anything about this? Did you hear anything? <laughs> What's going on? Where's the paper? Anybody got the paper? Yeah, it's the same, and that's how we did it. It's the same thing. Yeah. So then, you know, Roy Leonard with all of his entertainment stuff, Dean Richards. I grew up with these people. And Dean still does, you know, not only stuff for Hollywood, but he does a Sunday morning shift still all these years later on WGN. And then Bob Collins, of course. Bob was a fantastic pilot and just a really good guy. And uh, he's no longer with us because of a plane crash. But I got to tell you one thing that I stumbled onto about six months ago. I was out to lunch with Brian Thomas mm-hmm. and Tom Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. 
And we got talking about stuff. I mean, it can go pretty much anywhere. You <laughs> kind know. of like the podcast. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. like the podcast. <laughs> and, and Tom Fitzgerald says, I need to bring you a CD from a friend of mine, Dave Hammes. Hmm. He goes, do you remember Dave Hammes? I said, no, I don't. He says, well, he used to work at WLUV. I said, that must have been way, way after me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think anything more of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So four or five weeks later, we get back to lunch again. He goes, here's a CD I told you about. He goes, it's a Bob Collins WGN thing. That's all I really know about it because I've listened to it so long ago. I can't remember. I go, okay. So I went home and I listened to this. Okay. This is a letter that Dave Hammes wrote to Bob Collins after Dave Hammes and Tom Fitzgerald came into Chicago to tour the radio stations. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. Yes. He remembers meeting Bob Collins in the hall, much like we did Bob Surratt. And he writes this hilarious, hilarious letter. He goes, I know you don't remember. I know Uh. you don't remember. You know, I'm working at this very small radio station. And Bob just went on and on. He goes, we have all worked Worked. at that radio station. Mine was W blah, blah, blah in Ocala, Florida. And then somebody else chimed in. Yeah, mine was such and such in Oklahoma. We have all worked at those small radio stations. It was like a 12-minute bit. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I still have it electronically. If if I can feed it into the editing of this podcast, I'll play it. Or maybe Be- put it at the end of the podcast. Yeah, because yeah. it's so oh, worth cool. it. It's so worth it. You know, everybody sees WKRP in Cincinnati, and they think it's all just a sitcom. No, yep. there's a lot of things on WKRP that is absolutely true in small-town radio stations. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's all kinds of people. Venus like Flytrap. Venus Flytrap. That's what I was thinking of. Johnny Fever. And then Bailey. Oh, there's a Bailey, and I think I was Bailey. Bailey was hotter than Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. There was a lot. Every little station has somebody that can fit into those Mm -hmm. slots. Mm -hmm. In the herb. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we all have herbs. herbs. Oh, trust me. Lisa was nice enough to... Uh, go down the hall and have Steve Bertrand come back in here. He's a, he's a news guy that I listen to all the time. And it was sort of like meeting, you know, like a rock star for me. You Tim Bubbles penis pants. I know. It's all sort of relative. <laughs> and, you know, he's just the nicest guy. He's the, He really is cool. He's a definition of smooth. Oh, his you know? voice was wonderful. Yeah, he's just Sweet. really good. So, so knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh I mentioned Wes Bleed, who worked with us at WROK. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they all know each other, and they all remember the deal. And we have great stories, both from Lisa and Steve, about mm-hmm. Wes Bleed. So, um, you know, when those kinds of reputations trail mm-hmm. decades afterwards, yeah. that tells you a lot about that person. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Does the name Eddie Schwartz ring a bell to you? Hmm. He was a late-night guy on WGN for years. But this is way, way, way back. Like and way, way, way back. Like how far? Way, like way, way back. Like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Mm, no, and, I can't say it and, does. And Eddie Schwartz, if there was ever a voice that was not suited for radio, it would be Eddie. Really? Yeah. Eddie was hired because of his conversational skills, not because of his radio voice. He was a overweight fellow. Okay. So therefore, you know, you sort of have that type of sound to your voice. And he was running his own board at the time. Okay. Well, again. Here here at, w- at WGN. Yeah, back when they were in the Tribune Tower. Oh, okay. So he was a little on the chunky side. So in order to run his board with pushing the buttons and everything, right. he had to use a pencil. Oh, funny. To get an extended reach. 
He had a following, sort of like John Records Landecker did on WLS. It's just a different audience, but just as loyal. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was a John Records Landecker fan. Really? I would not know what he looks like. I have not, I've never seen him, but I would know his voice the minute that he spoke. Yeah. John now works here at WGN. I know. Yeah. He's, you uh, know, I actually saw his name on the door, <laughs> so I could be sitting in his seat right now. Is that not cool? You know, the idea that we prance in here. Oh, we're after, just like, yeah. After we did the storytellers thing, we prance in here, and these people on the other side of the glass are looking, and Liz says, don't look now, but people are looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> because I know they're wondering, who the who hell are they? Are they? And they? what are they doing here? Yeah. Why are they taking apart our equipment and setting up this other equipment? <laughs> because honestly, that's what we did. We came in, and we plugged our wires into their mics, and we started cleaning <gasps> off and clearing <gasps> off stuff. And oh I'm sure God. these guys are going, what in the hell? What are they is, doing? Yeah. And why is that there? And <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yeah, 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 right. You know, but now, okay, look behind you. Is that not oh, a fabulous? Now, this is the view. Wow. The fog has lifted a little bit. And this is the view that Lisa was telling us that we really needed to see. And it is phenomenal. We can see, is that Navy Pier over that there? That is Navy Pier. Navy Pier with the big Ferris wheel yeah. and the river walk here. That is phenomenal. Now, let me give you another little... Bubba Gump, shrimp company. Yes, That's yes. That's the only one I Let know. me give you another little taste okay. of uh, our radio community that's tied in with what you just mentioned is the Ferris wheel and Navy Pier. Oh, now okay. You're, now you're wondering, how in the crap are you going to connect that? Yeah, I am. Navy Pier this year has decided to rotate media people from Chicago in the center full color process portion of that Ferris wheel. And Lisa Fielding, who we worked with at WROK, who is now Afternoons on WBBM News Radio, has her face in the middle of that Ferris wheel. And I then can't tell. Is her face on it, there? It's, it's a while back. You need to get your goggles. And then they're going to swap out somebody maybe from Channel 7. Oh, so it's TV and radio, not yes, just, oh. it's media. Oh, media. Oh, well, fun. Well, that's really smart of them to do because yeah. guess what? If I put your picture on the Ferris wheel, you're going to talk about mm-hmm. me on the radio. You're mm-hmm. going to talk about Navy Pier on the TV. So it's a nice little marketing ploy. Good really job. Is. Well, yeah. congrats, Lisa. Yeah. This is, it's really pretty. Yeah, it, we, we may not be here long because we might have to go take a walk, Tim. <laughs> it's, only like, walk. it's only like two, three blocks away. Is yeah. that all it is? No, it's a lot further than that. It just oh, feels is it really? Like, yeah, because we're 18 floors up. It just feels oh, yeah, like it's that true. close. I forgot. Yeah. But Millennium Park and the Bean, that's only two blocks away. Oh. The River Walk is only two blocks away. So we could take a little bit of a... You know, a walk and well, see you, stuff. Don't lose me because my husband says I'm directionally challenged, and I kind of sort of am. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, when okay. I worked when I worked here in Chicago at the I think they call it the Smurfit Stone Building, the diamond shaped building. Mm-hmm. That was where the light was at one point in time. So I did part time for a while, and I would know my way into Chicago. Come in one way, park in the parking deck, and go out that one way. And if there was construction like we had this morning coming in here, I was a mess. Yeah, you're all discombobulated. <gasps> I'm going to be late. Ah, What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way it is in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, When Lisa took us on a tour, Mm -hmm. John Williams was on the air. Mm -hmm. And so she poked her head into the engineer and the producer and asked, you know, can we we stop in here just a little bit? And John had um, 
uh, Dave, I think, from the sports department. I think they were doing something back and forth. I couldn't see his face. The yeah. screen. Yeah, the screen went in his way. Find, yeah. John doesn't know this, but when I sort of got back into doing live radio, mm-hmm. uh, he was my mentor. He really? would, ne- yeah, he would never ever know that. But when I had to attack a certain topic, or I had to attack a certain bit, or a piece of trivia, I would sort of ask myself, well, how would John handle this? How would wow. John? How would John lead you into this? And then all of a sudden, drop that bomb and go, oh yeah, I didn't know that. I admire his style. It's very trusting. It's Mm -hmm. very smooth. Mm -hmm. It's very matter of fact. If you ask him a question, you can expect the answer. He's not going to blow smoke up your skirt by any stretch of the imagination. And so I wanted to sort of do the same thing. He's a wordsmith. Yes. Yeah, he's a wordsmith. Well, and you are too. That is for sure. Well, thank you. So I sent uh, him a book, uh, The Things to Think About. And I just said, hey, just FYI, I listen to you all the time, blah, blah, blah. We're up the road. You know, that's pretty much where I did my radio career. And he sent me back a very, very nice note on WGN stationery. And he says, I am almost sure I owe you coin for this. How do I pay for this book? Now, you and I both know, being in radio, we get free stuff all all the time. time. So people will talk about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want him to talk about my book. I just wanted, it was just say, hey, FYI, you know. And he goes, no, this is a lot of show prep for me. Oh, well, sweet. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that was sort of nice. Did he pay you? No. Well, but that's, maybe but that's, when you I see ter- him. I told him not to. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I said, hey, you hey, might say, hey, I was the author of, that, of your show prep book. I, w- I would tell him that. I would tell him maybe that. We, maybe we'll see him on the way out. Well, he gets off at 2 o'clock. Oh yeah, Lisa. Lisa goes on it too, so That's he right. he That's may right. be wandering the uh, the hallways. It would be really nice. It would be another whoa, you know, moment for you. Another, yeah, another whoa moment. By the way, when WGN was at the Tribune Tower and they had the uh, hall, the Walk Hall of Fame, you know, with all the former WGN uh, greats over the last hundred years, they sort of do it like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's, oh, sort, it's sort of like okay. that. I, I was never there, so I don't know. Yeah, it's down down by the Tribune Tower. Okay. Uh, that was the first time that I met Marilyn Monroe. She, she was, I, I looked at her eye to eye at 30 feet tall. Oh, way. And yeah. she was willing to show anyone in Chicago her panties. Yeah, okay. You know, when you say Marilyn Monroe, I'm like, wait, 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 what? Wait, what? Tim's not old enough. You weren't even that old. So, yeah, pull my leg. Pull the other leg. I'm not falling for that one. No, you did for like a minute. Yeah, I had to think about it. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. By the way, way, this is a little bit, I guess, bragging to a certain degree. Liz and I are co-authoring a book. And just yesterday, (laughs) we met our 200 mark. Now, that was a hard 200, <laughs> let me tell you. We do entries. So I write something, then she writes something. Then I write something, then she writes something. And so that's why we call it entries. And two rules. Yes. It has to be about memories with radio, since we're mm-hmm. both radio. And the second rule is that it has to incorporate a word from the previous entry. So I have to write an entry that had a word of Tim's. Tim has to write the next entry that has a word of mine in there. It can be mm-hmm. any word. But, mm-hmm. And it's yeah. amazing where these stories Oh, they go gone. all over the place. So when we hit 200, it's not like we don't know it's coming. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. When we hit 200, it's like, oh, God, that is so cool. And it's a level of accomplishment, it but is. we have an awful long way to go. Right. But every time we hit 100, 
we pick a restaurant that we've not been to right. and we do sort of a fancy dancy dinner and we're going to go to the uh, Hard Rock Casino right. uh, which is what do they call that they call it the the preview I think it might be the preview because the Hard Rock is not being is not built yet. It's yeah. being built, but yeah. it's not built yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the old Giovanni's, right? And they've completely redone everything. From and what we, I've understood, yeah, we have just never been there. So that's where we're going to celebrate our two hundredth entry I in the next be fun. in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So anyway, yay! Fun, 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 fun. If not, it would be here in Chicago because <laughs> there are some really cool places which, here. Which, if you throw that on the out in the universe loud enough, yeah. uh, that could it possibly could happen. happen. Hey, by the way, I want to do some shout outs. To to some people. Okay. We heard from Charles just outside of Montreal. Oh, fabulous. Julie in Libertyville, Illinois. I think that's a northern suburb, I know where if, that is. if I'm not mistaken. And also Patricia in Denver. Oh, cool. Yeah. So those are some folks that have uh, gone to our website at lives3x5s.com and gone over to the contact tab and just, you know, shot us a note of some sort of, I mean, obviously, if you have some kind of a topic suggestion or something like that, we'd love to hear that too. But if nothing else, just tell us who you are and where you're listening. Yeah, it's lifes3x5s.com. And don't forget the S's on them. Mm-hmm. Lifes3x5s.com. Make sure when you go over to the the contact tab that you can help us out and give us a little topic that you'd like for us to, to talk about or starter, if you will. Or if you've got a comment, if you've been listening for a while, much like I know my friend Ida has and mm-hmm. Kathy has lately too, go over there and, and just give us a little buzz and say, hey, I really thought this was cool. Or why don't you talk about this? Or I love the pictures that you took, which, by the way, we also have on the website, pictures of each episode. You know, even though radio's theater of the mind and that's okay, Mm -hmm. as long as we're on location and we have cameras in our pockets, then that's sort of what we're going to do. You know, and some podcasts are pretty much... Video. Some are video. Mm-hmm. At least, at like, least the ones that I've been watching are yeah, video. But yeah. these are more radio. Yeah, we do video too. Like when we do a down the tubes at yeah, Alpine that's Hills. True. Yeah, that that's was true. sort of fun. Well, since this is lives three by fives, do you have a three by five card? I do. Oh, this good. one comes okay. from Jeff in Oakley, North Carolina. Oh wow! And he said, uh, "What would the Smithsonian want to display from you or your family?" Oh. And he did give me a little bit of something that this is why he asked the question. Okay. His father, way back in the 1970s, would go out and pick up and dig up as they plowed the fields in Virginia, uh, arrowheads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We used to do that, too. Well, he picked up this something that he was really sure that it was some kind of a tool, Uh used to a tool where, you you know, you shape a rock and then you you wrap it onto a stick and, you know, either a hammer or or a hoe or something like that. He didn't know what it was. His father didn't know what it was. So he sent it to the Smithsonian, says, can you help me with this? And they gave him all this, you know, official this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. And they said, do you mind if we would keep this for about six months and incorporate it in our blah, blah, blah display, whatever that was? So that's what made him ask us, because his father actually had something on display at the Smithsonian. What was it? It was a hoe. It was a rock that they had shaped in a certain way that they could put into into a V-handle of a stick and of course they whittled it down and whatever and they took twine and they tied it all together so it would stay to the stick and they used it to hoe out and plant crops and who is they the cherokee indians wow yes isn't that cool yeah Yeah. it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so do you have something that i get a sneeze coming hang on (coughs) there it is i knew it was coming whoo 
I have to look at the light. You look at the light, and it helps no. get your notes. That's true. Come on. Seriously. How does that work? It just does something goofy. I don't know. <laughs> you just look at the light, and it kind of makes your nose tickle a little more, and then you go, hachoo. I don't. I don't. Really? Yeah, really. Do you think... <laughs> Yeah, really. All it right. works. Did you see? I, I could feel it coming. Oh, well, it, but it wasn't coming, and then it went away. You know how you get that feeling where it's, you know it's, it's right there, and then it goes away, and then it's got to come back up again? Yes. Well, that's what happened. It, it, yeah. was, it went away, and then I looked at the light, and it came up again, and then it came out. And then three sneezes later. I was only one. I know. I but you're one. normally three. Normally, I'm a two and then a one. Oh. Two sneezes and a one. Now, my husband can sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze. He doesn't do it often, but when he does, I'm like, okay. Like he's having a fit? No, it's just a hachoo and then a hachoo and then hachoo. I mean, he, we count it. I always count it. I say, okay, honey, as soon as he starts, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for 16. So you lay 20 bucks on the table oh, and you go, no, come on, man. No. The boys, <laughs> the boys and I, we sometimes, if he's in the room, yeah, we bet together. Okay. <laughs> Higher or lower? I'm going to go higher. 18, 21, 16, 12. Oh, that's you know, so weird. Yeah, so crazy. By the way, this, uh, this other side note that I just found out the uh, the other day is that Leonard Nimoy's family mm-hmm. donated Spock's ears that they have had for 50 years to the Smithsonian. Wow. Okay. And that's just another side note to Jeff's question. Gosh darn it. And I don't know what I would, I, I don't know what I would donate. I don't really have an item that I can think of. My mom used to collect all the shiny pottery that was corn because sweet corn was a big thing in our family uh maybe a mink because my aunt marion and uncle arnie had a mink farm i don't know i think two of the things that would come from our family would actually be on my wife's side we have a small table downstairs that it's not very big it's maybe 18 inches oval not Mm -hmm. very big at all Mm -hmm. like you put an old rotary phone on that type of size okay and it was moved three times and survived the Chicago fire. Wow. They just kept moving it as the fire just kept going further and further out. Wow. And it survived it. You know, I don't know what my husband's side would have. Um, Brian's, he's German, so and I know his mom's got some beautiful antiques, mm-hmm. so there might be something there, too. Yeah. I really I really don't know. Very, very good question. Thank you. We also have a first edition Wizard of Oz book. Oh, <gasps> Do you really? Mm-hmm. That oh, maybe one of those books I have too. Because you know, yeah. you know, uh, the yeah. Dorothy's red slippers are already at the Smithsonian. Right, right. So that would be our contributions if we had to dig and contribute something. I think we've got something with Gone with the Wind. Um, my cousin is a big Gone with the Wind fan and collects a lot of stuff. And I, in my brain, I'm seeing a book. I don't know that it's a first edition, but I know we've got Gone with hmm. the Wind, and then there was a sequel too. But I'll have to check that oh, out. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Wow. Good question. There's something you mentioned the other day, and I just wrote it down Mm -hmm. just because I don't know when we'll ever use it again. You had mentioned about the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. self-fulfilling prophecy. You're talking yourself into it. You're visioning things that are down the road. And if you keep your focus, you keep your eye on the ball, things will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I think but you will have more of uh, explanation to this than I would ever have. I think more of it is that if you throw it out in the universe, there are unbelievable things that will just literally land in your lap. And, of course, you can ignore them, but there's things that land in your lap that you're going, holy cow, where'd this come from? Well, it's because you mentioned it. It's because you It's want. energy. You, you put yes. it out in the universe, that energy that comes to you. It's a law of attraction. What you think about, what you talk about, it will come back to you, good or bad. That's why you don't really want to dwell on the bad. You want to think about all of the positive things, the mm-hmm. positive things that are here. Dream about the positive things and, and be happy about it. You know, they're right here. When people bring up 
ideas. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Well, we should have a family reunion. Or I should build a fence. Or it doesn't really matter what it is. They go down that path of starting to list all these reasons why it won't work. Ah, they now, go down the other way yeah, instead of the positive, if, how we yes, can make it. If you list a hundred reasons why it cannot happen. It's not going to happen then. Right, but just give me three reasons why it can happen, and I will take those three reasons and, and go And it will happen. It. Yes. Yeah. The other stuff is just somewhere else in the woods, and you don't even have to deal with it. And sometimes, you know, you may have a, a picture in your brain, well, like this. Who would have thought you would have ever met no. your... your S- Steve Bertram? Yeah. I was gonna, or John? Or Bob I was going to say your idol or whatever the guy, they, yeah. They, all, they are sort I of. I know, yes. I know. But you know what? Way back when, who would have thought you'd have been here? It all kind of fell into place. All the pieces are yeah, here. Yeah. You know, today. And I never, ever thought that I would be back on Chicago radio. Even though we're doing a podcast, we are in WGN radio yeah, right yeah. now. It, it's yeah. sort of like when I went to Cubs camp in Mesa. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Wrigley Field or you're on WGN TV and you're watching these people play baseball. Mm-hmm. And then here you are, fast forward, and now their locker is next to you. Mm-hmm. It's along those mm-hmm. lines, but just different. Mm-hmm. It's different because we're in the same industry. Obviously, I was never a Major League Baseball player. So you talk the same language. Yes. And that, I think, is refreshing on both sides of the fence. Yes. Yeah. Think positive, everybody. Positive thoughts, positive thoughts, positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Law of attraction. Hey, I got something else that I saw last night. You and I talk, quote unquote, talk <laughs> on. Talk, text, talk. Yeah, text, talks text, talk. or text or email <laughs> or something because we have so many different things going on. But we don't necessarily talk, talk every day, but we communicate every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And. Of course, last night was the big NCAA championship between North Carolina and Kansas, and everybody's all geared up for that. And I was texting back and forth with some of my other friends in other states and stuff like that, and we were wrapping up my dad's 90th birthday trip. And they were saying, oh, you know, geez, you know, we're like an hour away from the game starting. And we're now, okay, we got, you know, we got to prepare the food. And I'm going, whoa, because I didn't really care. My focus was on 7 o'clock. On PBS. What was on PBS? Ken Burns' brand new documentary debut of Benjamin Franklin. He has done such an incredible job. You know, he's done the national parks and Major League Baseball and stuff like that. So Ken has his way of doing a documentary. Okay. Massive, massive research about whatever his topic is. Well, the reason I was so intrigued in watching this debut, because I could care less what was going on (laughs) at all, is because when somebody asked me the question a very long time ago, uh, who would you like to sit down for lunch and an afternoon of conversation? And my answer has always been Benjamin Franklin. Really? Yes, because he was in that political arena without being a politician, quote unquote. He was a huge inventor. Mm -hmm, He -hmm. was an apprentice for years and years in printing. And I remember setting type and doing printing in high school and, you know, he invented the rocker. Right. He invented fire departments. I mean, he was so uh, instrumental in, in making Philadelphia what Philadelphia was. At one yeah. time, Philadelphia was much bigger than Boston or New That's York true. City. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I've forgotten about that. And You're right. So here it is, a debut of two hours. Wow. And then tonight, the next night, will be the next two hours, a four-hour documentary on 
Benjamin Franklin. So tonight's and the conclusion? Tonight's the conclusion. Oh, I know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> and I can't wait. No talking to Tim for a while, for two hours. Yeah. It is. It's really, really cool. And it's not like they have video or audio right. for back there. You know, so lots of times you've got a painting mm-hmm. or you've got a photograph, mm-hmm. and then he will move throughout that photograph or that painting to make it look like it's a video. Oh, that's All cool. Right? So here's my tie-in. You're going, why in the hell are you bringing I that up? I know. know. I know I, there's always a tie-in I always you. bring you back. I, know. I, know. I do. A fellow by the name of Clay Jenkinson is one of the talking heads, one of the historians in this documentary last night. Okay. Clay plays Thomas Jefferson and Theodore Roosevelt as his job. He plays the character and will go out at festivals or whatever the case may be. Well, John Williams has had several times where Clay and he, John, will be on stage. It's completely impromptu. And they will be at a college auditorium. I went to the one that they had at Elgin. He comes out dressed as Thomas Jefferson. I was Jefferson. just going to ask you, does he have a full clothing, everything? Full thing, okay. everything. Okay. You would swear Thomas Jefferson walked on okay. stage. Wow. Here's the nice part of how John Williams takes this unique way of handling this and just spins it in an entirely different way. Because John Williams will ask Thomas Jefferson about questions that are pertinent with what's going on now. Oh! So Thomas Jefferson will answer it as if Thomas Jefferson has been time-jumped into... The 21st century. Yes. Oh, wow. So back when I saw this in Elgin, (laughs) John Williams asked him, he says, so have you heard that there's a new musical in Chicago (laughs) called Hamilton? (laughs) Well, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton... We're not, not friends, no, not yeah. friends at oh, all. Oh, yeah. So the way that he said this, he says, I cannot believe that people in this fine city would give up their monetary treasures to see someone like Hamilton dancing on stage with a bunch of other people who also believed down his path. Oh, my God. That's oh, perfect. And it was, as opposed, to, as opposed to saying, what in the hell are they doing that for? He phrased it in such away and of course we're all dying yeah oh and they took completely impromptu they would take questions from the audience and everything and it just went in so many different ways and that tells you how good john williams is yes and that also tells you how good clay is because they have no clue what's coming yeah. And they well, and to con- put yourself in that mindset, to keep yes. that mindset going all the time, yes. you know, and to be in that frame, to not get out of character no matter what is thrown at right. you, that is a phenomenal aspect. A- and at the it end, really when is. they say that, the you know, it's the end of the show, then he takes off the wig and takes off everything, and he completely changes into, into clay. Into normal yes. Oh, yes. fun. And he fun. said this, you know, he just talks, just say, hey, this has been great, and blah, blah, blah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So That's I, cool. I told you I would bring it back to You WGN. did, you did, which so, means... You know what I'll be watching tonight? <laughs> Two hours. Yeah. Maybe well, the, I might. I don't, well, there's not a ball game, so I don't have to compete with my husband. No. Kansas. Kansas won. Kansas won. Congratulations, Kansas. Kansas. Won. Yeah, yeah. Who were they playing again? <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, I really wanted North Carolina. Okay, that's North okay. North Carolina was my customer for like 25 years. You know, as much as I loved the people that I was working with to do promotional right. products for them, that Carolina Blue... Pain in the ass. Is it really? Pain in the ass to match it. No, to match it. Oh, Because if it's a hair off, 
oh, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, they don't want it. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll reject it. So you know, the first couple of times it was really hairy, but then once you get into the formula, then you realize what you're supposed to be doing. Ooh, so. that's kind of cool. So yeah, yeah. I even got a tie to North Carolina. I, I, <laughs> I wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a tie to Kansas. I do. Uh, now, now listen, yeah. this is a short There's one. There's no place like home. No, There's not, no place not, like home. Not, not that one? Not that okay. one. So I told my son, as he was interested in football, now this is in seventh or eighth grade, he was interested, should I try out for football? Well, he ended up playing football for five years. Oh, yeah. And I said, sure. I said, but let's go down to Northern Illinois University. Let's tailgate. We'll take the food. We'll take the grills. We'll take all the stuff that there is. And I'll take you to a football game so you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Okay. So I went to NIU. So we're going across the parking lot and across the big yard and heading towards the stadium. And Uh somebody way across the field yells our last name. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Oh, this is great. I've got some of my old classmates. Somebody knows me. No, they knew Eric. Oh, get out of here. No, it was his assistant football coach-to-be and his father, who is Eric's fifth-grade teacher, and the grandfather. Oh, wow. They all went to Kansas, and that's who NIU was playing that day. Oh, how fun. So when Eric went back into school... He had bragging rights because NIU beat Kansas in that particular <laughs> game. So that's our little Kansas story. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, it's sort of fun. Oh, that is cool. That is cool. We could have put that one on the uh, the, the podcast that we were talking about, all the different states, the yes, stories and stuff, too. Yeah. But, you know, when we did that podcast, it's amazing how many things popped into your mind. And, and then, like five hours later, you go, "Oh my God, there's another one!" And of course, you're looking over your shoulder, going, "Did Liz just mention Minnesota to me? Yeah, no, right? but no. it just popped into your head." <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. That happens all the time. So, do you think we ought to wrap this up and go cruise Chicago on I foot? Really? Because the fog has lifted, and I am looking out the window. I I keep looking over your shoulder. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at you, but I'm looking. <laughs> past you too because yeah. the scene is just gorgeous and now i understand what lisa said they faced they put the the, the scenery behind them so that they were facing in yeah so, so they're not, not looking outside all the time yeah so they're not gawking at the scenery yep. going by because you it would be squirrel squirrel all the, all the time especially all for me well you know and if you look up there they've got a monitor that is uh divided into four different sections there's news there's traffic there's sports and then there's another camera called 303 east which lisa showed us that that camera is in the corner of her studio mm-hmm. and it looks directly out so whatever you're seeing right there on the camera is what is outside the window, and now, it's beautiful. Now, here's the weird part. Okay, what? Because you know this is happening. What? You see that silver camera right there? Oh. And that one right there? <gasps> oh, that they're taking pictures of us. Somebody is looking at us, and they're going, Who the heck are they, and what are they doing? Who are those people? Yeah. And are they drinking our coffee? <laughs> are they eating our popcorn? No, we had your hot chocolate. <laughs> at least I did. But you know some. You know yeah. Steve Bertram well, can you know, see us. Hi, Steve. You, did you want me to write a little sign? You could, I could do yeah, a high you say, could say, just for you. Just yeah, wave just at wave him, at him. Just, just okay. <laughs> but it's like Lisa said. Everything is videoed. There's there's a video camera everywhere. So from here to here, behind you, on the sides. And you imagine yeah. what what uh, you need. You need. Yeah. You imagine what time that saves them, yeah. because if they're in the newsroom and they're doing something for this particular show. 
they may be doing something for News Nation. Right. And all they have to do is just sort of spin or go to the next room, and they've got a TV camera set up and the backdrop set up. And a, Did you see the makeup mirror that they yes, had? Yes, I love that. I want one of those. They did. They I had a makeup mirror that had Hollywood lights around it. And I was like, oh, 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 I need yeah. some more makeup on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, I needed that one. Yeah. So this is also sort of one of the news hubs for News Nation, which used to be WGN America, the, the network that went nationwide. They ended up starting their uh, news channel, and now they've expanded to a morning show and all kinds of stuff. I'm really, really happy yeah. that News Nation has had the success that they have, especially during the pandemic. I agree. And especially because it originates from Chicago. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. Speaking of that, we are going to say bye-bye for now. So for Life's 3 by 5s I'm Liz Wilder. And I'm Tim Larson. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. And our next news at 10 o'clock. I don't know about the rest of the businesses of the world, since basically this is all I've ever done. But people in radio station traditionally start at very, very small radio stations. And life is a progression of going to the next larger market or the next larger station and trying to build yourself up. And after so many years of doing that, sometimes you lose sight of the fact of what it looks like when you're at the entry level. And I guess that would be true in a way of all businesses. But I got this letter today that, you know, is funny and all that, but it's, it's also kind of thought-provoking. I'll take the liberty of editing a little bit to oh. preserve some of the, uh, well. Ah, uh, Mr. Bob Collins, major market radio star, WGN, blah, blah, blah. Dear Bob, first off, let me tell you who I am. My name is, my name is Dave, mm-hmm, a DJ from the teeniest radio station in Rockford. About a month and a half ago, you had Diane, that's Gabby, our staff secretary, you had Diane uh, give my friend Tom and I a tour of WGN. I'm the friend of Paul Wallam, and I remember when we met you in the hall, and I told you about Paul talking to you about me, no lights went on. Well, I'd like to take this time to give you the whole story so you know I wasn't just some goof that wandered in off the street. I've been a sign painter for about 19 years, self-employed for 10 years, and a DJ for a little over a year at a small country station that has a 0.5 share on a good day with the wind at our backs. Early this summer, I was talking to Paul. Paul and I have done business with each other for years. Your typical business relationship, he has some money and I want some of it. So he needed signs and I painted them. Well, back to the point. He was asking how my radio career was going, uh, which I was doing along with the sign business. And while we were on the subject, I thought I would ask if there was any way he could get me in to see the studios at WG, and I figured a guy that was buddies with Bob and Orion might be able to pull that off. So he told me he was going to have lunch with you next week, and he'd ask. I thought, wow, he's having lunch with Bob Collins, major market radio star, life in the fast lane. So Paul called me a week later and said that you thought the best thing would be to show up about 9.30 one day, and if you weren't busy, you would arrange to show me around. Well, Bob, I figured a good reason why you didn't remember me was because I didn't show up for about two months. Took me that long to put it all together. At the time, I was quite the harried individual, married three small children on the air every day from three to six, taking care of the sign business, and on and on and on. To top it all off, I was going to have to ask my boss, the owner of the radio station, for a day off. His attitude is, I've never taken a day off in 25 years, and neither has anybody else. Well, I figured you really wouldn't remember after 25 years, so I thought maybe I'd just take a shot now. I thought I could tell my boss some story about somebody dying. Yeah, that was it. 
I could get my friend Tom, the funeral director, to write me a note. And then it got very complicated, and I thought, what the hell, I'll just tell him the truth. It's worth a shot. To my surprise, the boss said, sure, it'd be fine, and good luck on getting a job. And I said, I'm not going to go get a job. I'm going to go look at the knobs and the buttons and stuff. My boss is so totally out of touch with reality, he always had an inflated view of what I was doing around here. The day I was in Chicago, he was telling the secretary, I just know WGN's going to steal Dave away from me. And the next day when I got back, he asked if I got the job, and I said, no, I didn't go for the job. I went to see the knobs and the buttons and Bob Collins. Believe me, WKRP has nothing on our radio station when it comes to strangeness. When I used to watch WKRP several years ago, my impression was it was a rinky-dink radio station. Little did I know that was the big time. Now think about it. There's a lot here to think about. But we'll get back to that. Some of the stories aren't bad either, like the day the boss fell asleep on the air and a record skipped for about 20 minutes, and nobody called to complain. <laughs> I've been there. Ah. <laughs> uh. The radio station is also a great place for budding DJs to break into radio, mainly because nobody uh, listens to it. One of the reasons nobody listens to it is the strange format. Forty-year-old country music in the daytime, black guys playing soul music at night, polka music and religious Spanish shows, along with stock car races scattered here and there throughout the broadcast day. I have worked for that radio station. Maybe the call letters were different, but I worked. Didn't you, Johnny? Yeah, we, David? Absolutely. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. We all... We all Mine was WPLA in Plant City, Florida. <laughs> <clears throat> well, back to where the boss gave me the day off. I was going to come in with my wife, but she couldn't make it, so my friend Tom came in with me. That worked out pretty well because Tom is a funeral director. He lived in Chicago while at mortuary school, and he comes into the big city a lot, so he's real familiar with it. Uh, besides, his car is more comfortable. You can lay down in the back. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Bob, to make a long story even longer and more tedious, the gist of the whole thing is to tell you that it was really appreciated uh, that you let us in. Uh, I was able to see a real radio station and the most sophisticated, sophisticated one in the world at that, and uh, Diane treated us like we were really someone and not just a couple of yahoos from Rockford. We are, of course, but nice not to be treated like that. It meant a lot because when we were in the lobby and no one knew why we were there, we were very uncomfortable and we just wanted to leave. But Diane was very nice and made sure I saw everything that would interest me. You must live right to deserve such a great lady for a secretary. About a month ago, I had to quit radio and get back to paying more attention to my business. A guy can only juggle so many balls at one time, I guess. But after working in radio, I learned a real appreciation for the talents of those that really are good. To quote you, Bob, the hardest thing in radio is consistency. And uh, on a little more about the show, thank you, Dave. Uh, boy, that brought back, I was working in Lakeland, Florida, and I desperately wanted to get to Tampa, big time. And I went to Tampa, to uh, WFLA, to look around and to meet the program director, and I was scared to death. I, when he said in this letter, uh, we were in the lobby and no one knew why we were there, we were very uncomfortable. Boy, that brought back memories. Yeah. I've been exactly that same place, exactly that, standing around hoping not to make a fool of myself and not knowing anybody and nobody knew me. And you lose sight of the fact that WKRP is the big time. 
you know, WKRP is a funny, funky TV show about a funny, funky radio station, but that stuff happens. Sure it does. It happens. I'm telling you, the turkey drop, the minister coming in selling prayer shawls, all that. I have been through every bit, every episode of WKRP is a story of my life. Keep it, me from coming into town for what they thought was an interview, which was, in fact, just a tour of a radio station. I got a set yeah. of tires. They were used, yeah. but I got a new set of tires for my car. Yeah, yeah. I love that line. It was a great bargaining thing. Love that line, his car is more comfortable. You can lay down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, thank you. You brought back some very uh, yeah. some very warm memories. I'm hey, he's a you. darn good writer, yes, too. Yes, he is. He's a funny man. Uh, he signs it, Dave, hmm, former minor market radio star. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry radio lost you, Dave. I hope you'll get back because you're a funny man. And I really, I'm telling you, for all of us, uh, the letter brings back mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. We've been through that. over to Traffic Central for the final wrap-up of the drive-in. Johnny? Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. 
If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.